0: e-commerce expansion myths blasted successful cross-border expansion help listen to the show to hear how one uk company is helping e-commerce sellers successfully expand into europe and double their profits hosted by andy hooper of global e-commerce experts so we have an amazing podcast for you today something i've been really looking forward to doing something we haven't actually been able to do because we've had a lot of back-to-back podcasts. So what I want to touch on today is EU expansion, specifically around that EU expansion series. But before before we get into that, I wanted to talk through the sort of trials and tribulations and something that happened to me over the weekend that I'd really like to put into some sort of context for you. So here in the UK, we get the odd public holiday. And last weekend was one of those, May Bank holiday weekend. And Saturday, Sunday, and we get the Monday off, which is amazing. It's a great opportunity to spend time with family and you have an extra day off with friends or whatever you want to do, really. And I was out walking with the family on Sunday, wife, two kids, dog, and we came across something called the South Downs Way. Now, the South Downs Way is a trail from Winchester to Eastbourne in the UK. It's a hundred and a few miles, 160 odd kilometers, and it's all off road. It's, um, yeah, it's up and down hills, 12,500 foot elevation, and it stretches the whole expanse of the south coast. Absolutely stunning. You look one way, you see your countryside, typical English countryside, and you look right, and you can see the whole of the, the south coast and out to sea. Now, about when about 20, 10 years ago, I uh, got a bit carried away there, um, We I tried to set up a group of friends to do that with and it never really, really came off. Uh, for various reasons and time and everything else didn't really didn't really happen. But when I came across it on Sunday, I was really thinking to myself, I wonder if I could do that. When could I go and do it? Anyway, later in the day, we're having a conversation with my wife and she was sort of, we were talking about what we were doing on the Monday. And she was going off with the kids to a still. Um, uh, sanctuary to see some 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 animals, and I was already sort of pencilled in to do some work. Now, the last time I went for a bike ride was probably three years ago. Did about twenty miles. Uh, in between that time, I have gone for bike rides with children and you know, spent time on my bike, but never any real distance. Now I ride on a regular basis in a spin class. And I'm relatively fit. I you know, exercise pretty much most days. So I wasn't worried about the fitness side. Now, the downside to, to, to thinking about this was then, do I have a bike? Do I have the right tool for the job? And everything else that comes into, in, in, into that sort of sphere. So when I got home, it was about five o'clock. I decided, right, sorry, I'm going to do this bike ride tomorrow. My wife's looking at me like I'm absolutely crazy. So you're going to go for a 100-mile bike ride. What bike are you doing it on? Now, here's another story. So I try. I find my bike. My bike is 25 years old. It's an amazing bike. It's a Klein. So any cyclist out there, you remember the Klein uh, dynasty, if you like, of mountain bikes. They were absolutely amazing bikes. Solid frames. Absolutely beautiful to ride. I used to ride a lot as a kid. And... But the downside to that was the gears weren't quite working and I didn't have a spare energy. So I had to put that bike to one side. Couldn't do it on that. Got my son's bike out, which is you know, broadly the same size. Got that out. And when I turned the wheels round, they just didn't have any friction to them. They had too much friction to them, so they just stopped. Then I got my wife's bike out. My well, wife's, wife wife's, wife's bike, that's good for you to say, isn't it? It's a 300-pound bike from a local sort of car shop, if you like. And it's not a particularly good bike. It's heavy. I had one spare inner tube for her bike and I thought, you know what, let's do it. I didn't have time to go and get prepared. I didn't have time to go and get some gloves, which I needed. I didn't have time to go and get spare inner tubes, which I needed. I didn't have time to go and get some tools or some, you know, water and some hydration and all those things you needed. So there I am, six o'clock, seven o'clock Sunday evening, about to embark on a bike ride the next day with... No training, not a bike that was that was good enough in any way, shape or form, or prepared at all. And I thought, solid, let's go for it. So fast forward a few hours. So basically 12 hours after I decided I was gonna do this bike ride, there I am at Winchester starting the bike ride. And there's a, there's a few videos that I've I created along the way which we'll add into a follow-up podcast as part two so you can listen to those should you wish. Um, there is some expletives in there, so uh, and a bit of bad language, because uh, once you're a long way in that bike ride, you sort of feel a bit of pain. Anyway, uh, so I went on the bike ride. Uh, you know, a few things come apparent quite quickly. The first forty k, first twenty-five percent of the bike ride was fine, no problems at all. The next eighty k was mo- was the most horrendous part you get to. The climbs were the worst. The uh, scenery was amazing. The you, I mean, on the first, I just didn't see any people. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah. you know, I quite like being surrounded by people. But as a one-off, it was very, very unusual. Anyway, so we're on this bike ride. few things come apparent. You need to prepare for something like this. You need gloves. So that's the first thing. Second thing, you need to make sure you take the right hydration and food with you. So I added five miles just trying to get food and water. Um, now, had I looked at a map, on one occasion, I went two miles, well, one mile down the hill and one mile up the hill because at the bottom of the hill was a little shop. And the little shop, I got some water and some food, which I was very, very grateful for. Got back onto the trail, 400 metres up the trail, is a farm shop. I was like, oh my gosh, can I really have done that? Anyway, so I added two miles there. I had another mile here, another mile there. Um, I definitely got lost. added about 10 miles to the journey. About 120 kilometers in, the biggest problem was getting back into Eastbourne at the end of the ride before it got dark. Real, real worry, because I didn't have any lights on my bike. I wasn't prepared for them that way either. There's no surprise there, I suppose. Uh, but sometimes when you get an idea in your head, you've just got to go and do it. You've just got to go and make it happen. And at 80k, so 120k, three-quarters of the way in, you can see towns. You can see the trains. You can see, you know, all of those things that are a diversion to getting you wanting to um, move on to, you know, to get home, basically. So I, I, I was fighting with my head a long way. You, can, I really, can I really achieve this? And I'll be honest, my legs were, were fine. I didn't really, you know, obviously they were tired. Uh, I was having to walk up some of the hills because some of the hills were what I can only describe as brutal. And it was really, really quite tough. You know, it was, it was difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. It was probably one of the most difficult things I've had to go and do. Or when I say had, chose to go and do. And while I was out there, it got me thinking about an EU expansion. Because quite often you put it off and put it off and never quite get to it. Sometimes you think it's going to be difficult. It is. Sometimes there's going to be obstacles in the way. Yes, there are. Sometimes it's pretty hard going and you think, what on earth am I doing this for? The rewards, however, at the end of that are amazing. The, 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 the thought of relief, uh, achievement and pride in doing that is really quite high. And I, I kept on thinking, linking it back to the EU expansion and you, what you might be thinking about about coming through to your EU expansion, about, you know, how do I expand? Oh, it's too difficult. I'm not too sure. You know, uh, it's just way really too difficult. And, you know, we can put all of these obstacles in the way. And sometimes we've just got to get on with it because the EU market is massive. It's, if you're not, if you haven't expanded to the EU market, you're missing a massive opportunity. It's a huge opportunity a uh, resource of customers that are available to you. Yes, there's some challenges in the way, but they're so easily overcome. And what I want to invite you to take part in is something we developed at the beginning of the year that a lot of our customers have been through because we recognize that, you know, people say, go expand to Europe. It's easy. And then you start finding these obstacles and these hurdles in the way. And what we really wanted to do was put something in place that was simple and straightforward and easy for you. So what we developed was our EU expansion series. Now, you can get to this by going to expandtotheeu.com. Really straightforward. It's our, our website where all of our content is based. You'll find our podcasts if you haven't already found them on iTunes. And obviously, if you're listening to this that might be an indication you've probably already found it. Anyway, uh, oh, we've also got our TV and blog on there as well. You know, our YouTube channels and things like that, where you can see and gain additional information. And on the front page, we've got a big bar that says "Free EU Expansion Training: Step-by-Step Guide to Make It a Success." Really, really simple. You can click on that link. You register for our training. It's absolutely free. There is no. Um, There's no cost, there's no hidden cost, there's no funnel, there's no upsell, there's no downsell, there's no catch. It's a very, very simple expansion series that talks you through how to expand. And I'm just going to talk you through that if you'll if you'll let me. So when you log in, you'll you'll get the login details and you'll be able to go and log in and, and register. And the very top thing we've put in there is my EU expansion goals are. Now, the first thing to me is I will expand by. So coming back to the bike ride, you know, we have to be accountable. We have to put some dates and deadlines in place to be able to make it of when you want to achieve that buy. Now, I wouldn't necessarily say you want to achieve it by tomorrow, because that generally is not realistic. However, depending on how quick you want to make that, I would suggest that a month is a really, really good timescale. Because it gives you enough time to register for VAT, it gives you enough time to sort products out, it gives you enough time for inventory and a number of other things that we, we can talk through. But put a date in there. Put a date in there and once you've put it in there, put it in your diary. Go back, put it in your diary and say, this is when I'm going to expand by. Now, it's all very well looking to have a date when you're going to expand by, but what you need to do is then break that month down into a number of days of what you need to achieve. So what we've done is we've created a, a number of days of, of training for you. But the other things at the top there are you know my ultimate goal is where's is your ultimate goal with your expansion? You know, do you want to sell ten thousand pounds, hundred thousand pounds, a million pounds, ten million pounds. Now I would I would go with what you're currently doing in the US and divide it by two. That is a very very realistic target. Um, to start with as a 12-month goal. Now, on the right-hand side, you'll see my three-month income goal is and my 12-month income goal is. So bear in mind that 50% is for your 12-month goal. Really, your ultimate goal is to make it a success, a successful expansion into Europe. That is your ultimate goal. Now, it might not be financial. For some of you, it might be. some of you, might be to get my products into the hands of more people. Some people might be to share and support or help or nurture whatever your product does in the EU. That could be your ultimate goal. It's to make more awareness of your product to more people. But you need to put some things down to hold you accountable to what you need to do for your EU expansion. Now, in the training, what you'll find is day one, all the way, basically day one to 10. Um, They open up one by one and typical training, you do one and then you go through day one training and then you come back to day two tomorrow. All of that training is there really is to help you expand into the EU. Now, day one is an introduction from us. It's a bit about us, meet the training team and the considerations that you need to consider when expanding. Have you considered absolutely everything? There's a bit about the stats about EU and North America stats. There's a bit about putting a plan in place. And then at the end of it, there's training to complete. So for example, you go through and you can mark it on completion and you can tick it. So watch the videos, add some goals, put a plan into place, and download the plans. You can put all those things, mark it as complete, and that's day one done. Now, day two is all about inventory. Where are you going to put your inventory? Where are you going to put your stock? Are you going to send some stock from the US into the UK? Now, if you want to test the market, this is a great way of doing it. What you can do is you can send a small amount of products to the FBA in the UK and start selling the products. It's as easy as that. That's not necessarily the most economic way of doing it because you know if you've already imported those goods from somewhere else in the world into the US, and then you've got to import, export them and then import them into another country, obviously you're going you're to incur additional costs on those products. So you wouldn't ordinarily. So if you've got longer to think about it, you might, if you've got a shipment coming from China or you know, India, wherever your products are being made, then actually you might want to send those products direct to Amazon in FBA. Now, you might not be able to send them direct to Amazon, in which case you can always use our warehouse absolutely um, no problems whatsoever. So, day two is all about inventory. Now, there are some things you need to consider whether you, depends on your products. If you're selling health, food supplements, electrical goods, beauty, cosmetic products, there are some additional steps you need to take and that's all in there. Day three is about legal obligations. If you want to sell your goods in the UK, you have two options. You can register as a company in the UK, or you can register your American business or your, your legal business in wherever you are in the world, at VAT registered in the UK. That is by far the easiest option. It's the cheapest option. It's, again, it's the most economical way. If you want help and support with your VAT registration, obviously we'd love to help you with that and please get in touch. But you need to be legally compliant. So day three is all about that. Day four is about Amazon Seller Central, getting your listings right, talking about translations. Day five, fulfillment options. Now if you're selling just on Amazon, and you're starting off, put everything into FBA. If you're already in the States, you'll know that FBA is a huge, massive resource that is too good to turn down. If you want to sell your products on other marketplaces, or you want to send a container of stock to the UK, then I would suggest then using a third party warehouse. And obviously we would love to have you here. Um, no pressure with that. Other other warehouses are available. Obviously, we'd love to have you, but you know that that's that's what day five talks through. Now, day six is talking about shipping products. What's the best way of shipping your products to and from? It talks about containers. It talks about air freight. You know, depends on what you want to do. Now, day seven, day seven is crucial. Payment. Now, if you're going to sell in the UK. You need to get paid, and there are two options. The money from your Amazon account can go into your US account, or you can find a different payment option. Now, we recommend typically Pioneer, great uh, client, um, client partner of ours that we work with on a regular basis. Your your money can go from your Pioneer from Amazon into Pioneer, and then you can pay your VAT bill through Pioneer. There's no additional costs or charges, so it's a massive. It's a great way of of cutting and reducing your costs and getting paid quickly and easily. So day seven's a, a crucial day if you want to know about your money. Day eight, building reputation and brand. Here in the EU, the market is slightly different. Instead of the market being predominantly all English or American speaking, you've got you know, uh, 30% that speak English, then you've got German, French, Italian and Spanish as the typical five strong marketplaces. You've then got Poland, Czech Republic, and a whole load of other countries. There's 27 European countries, uh, so you can't do every single language. Um, But actually, building reputation and building brand is crucial in those steps. So there's a bit about that on day eight. Day nine is talking about other platforms. Selling off of Amazon on what you need to do. And by the time you get to day nine, day 10, you're pretty much complete. There's a huge resource of information there to really help you understand the market better. Now, you know, when I think back to my bike ride, had I had something that broke the steps down with me, step by step, here's what you need, here's how to make it easy, that would have been massive. So I want to make sure we get this information to as many of you as we possibly can because, you know, we can all do things the hard way. And by just thinking about going and doing a bike ride the next day, 100 miles, up and down terrain, on a mountain bike all off road, is probably not the most sensible. Now, you can do your EU expansion exactly the same way. You don't have to watch or listen to any of these videos or any of these resources. However, it's there for you. Use the resource that's available. It's a massive piece of um, resource or information that you, you can use. And, you know, please go ahead and use it. Absolutely fine. It's completely free. It'll talk you through step-by-step guidance. And it's, yeah, we just love you to use it. Um, feel free, any comments you, you you come across while you're doing it, please let us know. But really what I want to say is, is take the easy route. You do not need to struggle at home or in your office all on your own thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? There's a resource there available for you. Take it. Use it, please. It's a it's a massive opportunity for you. Um, so that's that's basically what uh, I wanted to say on the EU expansion. It's a great great tool. It's an amazing resource. We'd love you to do it. I wanted to share a bit about what happened over the weekend and how I linked that back to a business, because I think that's crucial. Sometimes you have just got to take action. You know, I was been thinking about doing this bike ride for ten years. And then in one in 12 hours, well, in less than 12 hours, I decided to do it and got on the start line. So go and do it. The EU expansion is just the same. It's a massive, massive market that you're missing out on if you're not here. That's it from me today. Um, if you've uh, not liked and shared the podcast, please do. If you've not reviewed it, please do. We'd love a comment to let us know how we're doing. Make sure it's... We're doing the right thing. You can catch us on all the usual sort of social media, Facebook and Instagram. I think we've even gone so as Snapchat now. But really, you yeah, Facebook, we've got an amazing resource there for our current clients. We've got a GE Expanders, um, Secrets Group. Uh, so if you're one of our clients, you can listen to uh, join our, our our community of sellers, and you know you can catch us up on all those all of those social media channels. And if you've got any questions or you're not sure on, on your expansion, then look, reach out to us. We'd love to help you. That's it from me today. And I hope that's been a useful resource for you. And I wish you an amazing day and a successful expansion.